Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, I've got a solution for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this podcast. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where all the real fun happens. And you get all of that without commercials for just $15. $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show presented by bubblegenius.com. These are the latest pictures from the Mars probe, NASA's most recent triumph in space. Now NASA embarks on its most daring and exciting project yet. On July 4th of this year, America will blow up the moon. We have the technology. America can, should, must, and will blow up the moon. And we'll be doing it during a full moon, so we make sure we get it all. Blowing up the moon fever has gripped the entire country, including the president himself, Guy Whitey Corngood. Let's do this. We are just ecstatic, our whole family. We're going to have a party and watch the moon blow up. I'm going to bake a cake in the shape of the moon blowing up. Look out, moon, America's going to get you. Going to go kaboom. Was nice to admit you, but you don't mess around with God's America. Bob Seska. Bob. 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 Bob Seska Show. If uh, Donald Trump had been reelected, we'd be blowing up the moon right about now. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 2, 2021, and this is Bob Seska's show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 42 of the Biden-Harris administration, 616 days until the 22 midterms. Oh, and look, here he comes. You say You've said it all. Oh, hi. So, Hello. So, just potato head then. <laughs> okay. All right. He's Bob, of course. I'm Buzz. And uh, we no longer have to be stored in special freezers. So, we're pretty standard refrigeration That's will be right. fine. Uh, although, I know it's pretty cold where you are right now, Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is an exciting day, though. Uh, you know, a third vaccine is out. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine mm-hmm. uh, out today. I think going into arms today. Uh, and they, they've already started work on their no tears formula. So, <laughs> so, so on brand for them. J&J is on the case. That's right. Uh, yeah, missing the show today. Missing today's show was absolutely not an option for me. Okay. But if you don't mind, I'm going to continue to perform this surgery while we talk. So. <laughs> God damn, I can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> I know. I, and I know you saw this too, uh, the stage. The stage at the CPAC convention. Yes. Uh, shaped like a symbol that was worn by Hitler's SS. Mm-hmm. That same stage, okay, they've found a second use for it now. That same stage will now be used for a game show, a new game show called Are You Smarter Than a Nazi? <laughs> 
<laughs> the answer is yes. That. Yes, very yeah. much yes. I, I thought this was interesting, Bob. Uh, that that gold-colored statue of Trump they unveiled at uh, CPAC. That's right. Not actual gold. Not actually gold. Huh. Uh, at least according to some Russian hookers. <laughs> That right. color, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and Andrew Cuomo, uh, uh-huh. Andrew Cuomo, uh, very much in the news, of course. Uh, he's now apologizing for his unwanted flirtation with another term as governor. The it's Bob not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> going out to CPAC. Positive uh, message there at the end. Uh, we're all screwed. We're all doomed. I, I think Rocky Mountain Mike was thinking of you, Buzz. <laughs> like, hey. I think so. I think I mean, he's, he's he's coming into the psychedelic era. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, I and was it, thinking. Very, I, I I'm glad they're going to wait till the moon is full to blow it up, though, because they, <laughs> that way we get the whole thing. That, that is, is so <laughs> so typical, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Classic Mister Show with Bob and David right there. My favorite. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I put that in my top three favorite Bob and David sketches. They did uh, the blow up the moon sketch was absolutely genius that we heard there at the top. Only yeah, just a right. small part of it that we heard. But then also there's the Monsters of Megaphone sketch, which I love. <laughs> and then the uh, HR Puffin Stuff spoof that they called the Altered State of Drugachusetts. That was one of my yeah. favorite sketches of that show. Absolutely classic. And of course, Bob Odenkirk uh, was nominated for all kinds of Golden Globes this past weekend. Lost right, every single so. one of them once again. One Always. of these days, uh, a Better Call Saul will get its due at the Golden Globes, I think. I don't know, will it? I don't know why it's been passed over so much. It's like the greatest show on TV. It is. Maybe it's the fact that they take 12 years between seasons. I think that <laughs> yeah. might be a problem for it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, the pandemic yeah. doesn't help. The pandemic doesn't help anything. So, uh, Andrew Cuomo, as you were joking, Andrew Cuomo has <laughs> yes. to go-mo. See, that's my little thank you. I got it. Very nice. Right. Andrew Cuomo has to go-mo, see? Very nice. Just, okay, we're talking about Anthony Weiner, John Edwards level dumbness here. This is, this is such a, this illustrates such a lack of judgment by Andrew Cuomo on so many different levels. Apart from the fact, and I always come back to this buzz, every time something comes up like this with a Democrat, I'm talking about legitimate allegations. I'm not necessarily right. talking about the Al Franken thing because that was separate, I think, in terms of its think, yeah. circumstances, right? But every time this comes up, I go, what were they thinking? Why did they think that they could get away with this? Why and why are they embarrassing all of us with this behavior? Because then we've got to triage it. We got to go through. Then whenever there's um, allegations of Republican rape, because bear in mind that Donald Trump was accused of raping multiple women. So we bring that up, and well, I mean, Andrew Cuomo, uh, uh, Anthony Weiner, John right. Edwards, Bob. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is the kind of thing we don't need. Right. And, uh, and, and, <laughs> Very and, well and said. I, and although although uh, Governor Newsom of, of California has not done anything quite this scandalous, yeah. uh, he, he has hurt himself also mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of public image. We had, in the midst of the pandemic, two great, it so it appeared, mm-hmm. Democratic leaders. Yeah. And we thought, well, great, here's your Democratic future right here. Right. These guys, these guys have got to cover they're showing people and now we find out cuomo was lying about that even uh you know that's why that's why i make the bold and daring statement this is the kind of thing we don't need uh and and because it it is a setback for all of us the the two guys we had held up as leaders Mm -hmm. uh newsom and 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 again no comparison between the little things that newsom has done and what cuomo has done i'm just saying we had two great democratic leaders and they've both fallen from their perches uh different distances uh different degrees but they have and 
uh, that's, that's if we want to be progressive, meaning go forward, mm. uh, this makes that more difficult. Yeah, and I think the overarching theme of today's show is, guess what? The Democrats are the adults in the room. We have to follow the rules. That's just how it goes. And, uh, I mean, obviously for consistency's sake, but also because... Those are the rules. These are the standards that we have set up for our society. And we don't allow any public figure or private figure for that matter to go around behaving like this. And I got to wonder, is like, is Cuomo, was Cuomo drunk? I mean, what, no, what no, got no, into his head? Same. They're all the same. They're yeah. all the same. Okay. And if I, if I'm going to, I'm going to try to represent Kimberly here a, a little <laughs> bit if I can and say, Look, we've caught Republicans <laughs> doing this. We've caught Democrats doing this. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it they have in common? What? Mm. Is, oh, they're men. Yeah. They're, they're, they're men. And they're men in, in powerful positions. And we see men in powerful positions, whether it's show business or politics or sports, mm-hmm. uh, abusing their power and their influence and the... <sighs> You know, stupidly, I, I I meet people sometimes, and and they're and it's silly because I just I've been on the radio a little, but they they seem to be in awe of meeting me, like it's a big deal, like I'm like I'm more than human, and, and I'm not, I'm just well, not a little bit, a um, little bit more just, than human, yeah, uh, maybe a little, <laughs> but 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 not not much more, and yeah. and and you know, and I appreciate that, and it's it's an honor, of course, and I I, I take it in the spirit that it's offered, but but. It, Imagine if uh, that person uh, who is in awe of me for whatever reason mm-hmm. uh, is uh, my intern or my employee. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm now in a position to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that power that comes with money or being a, a, an extremely funny comedian. That's right. Uh, will will get you uh, fans who will fall at your feet. Yeah. At which point you can, if you're a jerk, take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's the combination of men plus power. Uh, we see this happen, and and I think Kimberly would want me to say that. Hey, absolutely, and then she would have added, look, if you're in that yeah. situation, if you're this uh, second woman, I think her last name is Ruck, R-U-C-H, if you're this second victim of Andrew Cuomo, uh, you're in a position where you don't really have a lot of choices. He comes at you, Anna Rook is her name, she's 33 years old, told the New York Times that, uh, you know, he came up to her, asked her if uh, he could kiss her. I mean, we've got a photograph of him sticking his hands in her hair and on the right. side of her face, which is kind of oogie and or, creepy. Or as, or as the CBS World News Roundup uh, put it this morning, uh, <laughs> placed his hand on her bare lower back. Oh. She was wearing a gown. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I didn't know about that part. Yeah, okay. but that may be the third accuser. And there is, of course, a third accuser now. And oh. uh, we won't be surprised, I'm sure, if... There are others uh, because it's a pattern. It's a it's a thing you find out you can do if you yeah, have power. Yeah. Well, and then she's in this position where she can't say no. She has no choice. This guy is the governor right. of fucking New York. And so right. she's got a, well, I, I, I guess, fine, what, whatever, uh, Mr. Governor. And so he does what he has to do. And again, I go back to the question. Do you think Andrew Cuomo has read the news in the past 10 years? Has he looked at what's going on in the world, in our society, what's normal, what's not normal, what's wrong, what's right anymore? Same with cops. Don't they know? Don't cops know now that there are cameras everywhere and that they're wearing them and that their behavior is being recorded? And yet we continue to see bad cop behavior among bad cops. Uh, It it hasn't deterred them. It's, It's amazing that they haven't gotten the message. Mm-hmm. It's equally amazing, as you just said, that politicians haven't gotten the message. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And there's another factor that plays into all of this, which is the white male privilege. I mean, if you want to explain right. why Andrew Cuomo felt like he could do this and get away with it and be fine and have have it raise no controversy whatsoever, it's the notion of, oh, I'm a white guy. I'm the governor of New York. I can there get away go. with it. I can walk through yeah. the raindrops and circumnavigate my way around whatever ramifications this will cause. Being governor is the straw that breaks the camel's back there. Right. Uh, the white right. the white privilege leads you up to that point. If you can push it over the top with being governor, then, well, you can get anything you want, mm-hmm. or so you believe. Yeah, and look, I understand the double standard here. I understand that, yes, Republicans have gotten away with far, far worse. But again, I go back to, right. this is going to be the theme of today's show. We are the grown-ups. We're supposed to be the adults supposed in the room. We're to supposed to be setting the example. We're supposed to be setting the standard. 
standard as and, the ruling party in this country, and, and we and can't Bob, do that's it. Why, yeah, and that Bob, that's why we have to be hard on Cuomo uh, mm-hmm. uh, and others like him to show that we are the grown-ups, that we are fair-minded, yeah. uh, that that we're we're firm but fair, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 it's important that we prove our metal that we prove our standards here so the second chapter i guess in this uh, story of the democrats you know uh, having this standard where they have to rise to being the the grown-ups in the room i right. think has a lot yes. to do with this uh, this fight over the minimum wage and whether it's going to end up in the covid stimulus bill and then we can get into i also want to talk a little bit about the two thousand dollar stimulus check promise that was allegedly put out there by joe biden we'll talk about that in just a second But we'll start here at this minimum wage thing. First of all, I want to say, I absolutely 1,000% support lifting the minimum wage up to $15 an hour. I think that's absolutely reasonable. In fact, you probably go a little bit higher than that. I support it with qualification. I think you can go higher than that in some metropolitan areas. It Mm -hmm. it should should be higher. That's right. Uh, There are rural parts of the country. There are places in West Virginia where uh, they certainly need a living wage, but it takes a lot less money in those places mm-hmm. to earn. I mean, I think everybody should earn a living wage. That's what I'm proposing. And, and I, and I would hope uh, that the compromise would be one that uh, allows uh, a minimum wage that's uh, set to the, the cost of living, the standard of living yes. and, and is adjusted accordingly. It doesn't make sense to me to pay, uh, you know, to, 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 to order an employer to give people more money than they need to live. I mean, they, obviously, if they earn it, I, I'm, I'm got to be careful here because I'm going to paint myself into a corner. <laughs> I'm just thinking. But, but hold it's on, obviously, there, it's it's obviously more expensive to live and mm-hmm. work as a McDonald's employee in Manhattan, New York, yes. than it is in Manhattan, Kansas. That's right. There's a vast uh, cost of living difference there. Both workers deserve a, a, a living wage and an opportunity to move forward and improve themselves. Mm-hmm. And and those wages, those minimums, in my opinion, can be relative to one another. And I think a compromise of that sort would win over the uh, conservative Democrats who are opposed to a 15 minimum universally. Yeah. Uh, and, and even some Republicans, uh, who knows, who cares if we've got the, as long as we've got the majority and the tie-breaking vote and we can pass that separately on a simple majority vote. I don't know what they were thinking when they tried to include it in the COVID relief bill because it, it the Constitution lays out how Congress can tax and how it can spend mm-hmm. and that only Congress can do that. And it, it has certain standards and some of those things require a simple majority vote. Some of them require a two-thirds majority vote. Uh, th- those things should have been and now will be separate. Yep. And there's no reason we can't vote on a higher minimum wage on raising the minimum wage to uh, so that everybody can afford to live and work in this country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think indexing the minimum wage on the cost of living is a great fucking idea because there is that uh, disparity between Manhattan and, and Kansas. That is absolutely and, true. And I'm sure that has to be carefully constructed so that employers yeah. can't take advantage of that. Uh, you know, if McDonald's needs to pay a higher wage in Manhattan, uh, the, the, the uh, Burg of New York, the borough of New York, that it, that it does in the the city of Manhattan, Kansas. Yes. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, they, their employees need a living wage in both places and an opportunity to advance. That's right. And to repeat something that Angela said, uh, Angela from Frangela on uh, the Stephanie Miller yes. show the other day, to repeat something that she said, which was absolutely spot on as far as this goes. No one has the right to a successful business. There's no guarantee right. when you go and incorporate, you get your your C corporation or your S corporation, your LLC, what have you. There, there's no other thing that you get, no guarantee that you have in writing that, oh, we're going to make sure that your business is 100% successful. Yeah. That's not Bob, that's not the case. Bob, Bob and I both found out the hard way that there's, uh, <laughs> there's no guarantee that a business will be successful. <laughs> that's right. I stand here as someone, two out of three of my businesses failed. That's that's absolutely the case. So what you have to do is you have to budget for making sure that your employees 
can survive, that they can right. live, that they don't have to go and get a second job and be exhausted when they arrive at your job. Uh, that's not the way it works. Your business model needs <clears throat> to be realistic. Exactly right. And realistic uh, business models have to include giving your employees a living wage. That's right. just how it goes. It's like we're playing, right. paying rent or paying for cable or paying for insurance. It's all the same thing. It's all something that you have to do in order to have a business in the first place much less a successful business and you know what making your employees happier giving them uh, a wage that they can live on will make your employees so much happier um the other thing in all of this buzz is mm-hmm. i also support eliminating the filibuster i think this is something yes. that is long past due mitch mcconnell has certainly set that standard thrown down the filibuster on a number of other areas and so there's no reason why we can't continue to pursue that i mean other than the fact that there aren't the votes i mean we just don't have the votes uh, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema have both said we're not going to support eliminating the filibuster, even though it probably should go. Uh, I don't know. I still think I still think we could strong arm Manchin. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, it, it's something we must have. We must end the filibuster. There is no alternative. If you hope to pass a living wage across the country, if yeah. you, if you, if you hope to, and we'll talk about this later, if you hope to. Uh, protect voting rights mm-hmm. and expand voting rights we have to end the filibuster hr1 yeah. and senate bill 1 which uh, vastly re- reform and improve uh, voting and and uh, the honesty in government in general uh ca- cannot pass unless we end the filibuster we it, it's it's it, we can't we're, we're paralyzed we're stupid if we don't do it because we're paralyzed if we don't do it yeah. we have no choice we must end the filibuster and uh, you and i and everybody listening needs to contact their lawmakers republican and democrat uh, up and down and uh, at every level and and at in federal government and and let them know that we need to end the filibuster it's the only way we can progress it's time has come it is no longer used it is only a tool for obstruction. It's no longer about right. the tyranny of the majority or any of that crap. It's about Mitch McConnell saying no, 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 and and making sure that whether it's Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden or whomever, Chuck Schumer, he just wants to make sure they're one-termers. That's what his goal is. He has no interest in compromising, nothing along those lines. So get rid of the fucking filibuster. Okay, so but there's this other thing. That's still hanging out there. The idea of overriding the parliamentarian's decision on whether this can be included in the COVID relief stimulus bill. It would be a mistake. Uh, It would be a huge mistake. Here's and here's exactly why. I ended up in this. (laughs) It always ends up in the at the end of the day when I'm getting ready to wind down and do other shit. I stupidly, stupidly stick my face right back into the Twitter propeller. In this case, it was the Red Rose propeller, where I ended up uh, fighting a bunch of uh, you know Jimmy Dore style progressives, including this guy Walter Bragman, who I had never heard of until he was off and away tweeting some other shit. Um, But they simply don't get the politics of this. Overriding the parliamentarian would be terrible for the Democrats. Not only would you be... democracy. Yeah, for democracy. Exactly right. Because not only would you be just juggernauting right over the rules. I mean, just steamrolling the rules, steamrolling right over the parliamentarian. We just spent the last four years arguing that Donald Trump was trampling tradition and the rule of law and institutions. And then what do we do? Within the first 60 days of the Biden administration, we start trampling the rules and the, uh, the traditions of of Congress. And it just it doesn't make any sense to me, mainly because of that, but also because we'd end up losing anyway. You, you right. steamroll the parliamentarian. And what happens? The $15 minimum wage goes on to the COVID relief bill. Then Mitch McConnell presents a, an amendment to strike the minimum wage from the COVID relief bill that passes with 51 votes because of Manchin and Cinema, And then we lose anyway. So what we've done is we've screwed ourselves by steamrolling the rules and then also losing the vote anyway. So we don't we don't even get that. 
at this point, you can blame the parliamentarian. You simply say, well, we couldn't get, we couldn't get the $15 minimum wage into the COVID relief bill because of the parliamentarian. And then you just walk away, and that's the, uh, the political excuse for uh, not getting that done. But that it's yeah. also the legitimate excuse. See, and I, here again, if, if, we hadn't, if someone hadn't stuck those, if they hadn't gotten the peanut butter and the chocolate, if they hadn't put those two <laughs> things together, yeah. we wouldn't be having this argument right. at all. It shouldn't have been attached. It should have been a separate thing. It introduced them simultaneously, if you like, but they can't be part of the same package. Mm-hmm. Well, so what happened on, on, I guess it was maybe Friday I was in with, uh, yelling at progressives, yelling at the Red Rose progressives. Let's be clear about this, because right. I consider myself I don't know who that a is, little but. bit progressive. But I mean, as far as the Red Roses go, that's like the Ryan Ryan Knight and Jimmy Dore know. and Glenn oh, Greenwald and those okay. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Michael Tracy, that crowd. It started out on the wrong foot, mainly because I was using a source about what can happen as far as overruling the parliamentarian. I was using right. a source that turned out to be incorrect. There was a correction at the bottom of the article, but oh, the information was still in there. Basically, the the source that I was using said, well, when Kamala Harris overrules the parliamentarian, there has to be a vote to sustain that, and that vote uh, can uh, pass or fail with 50 right. plus one votes. Right. And that was the information that was in this article. Turns out it was... 60 votes, but there's this other process that can happen that I was just talking about, about proposing an amendment that would then eliminate, that would strip the minimum wage out of the COVID relief bill. And that's probably, that's a, a vote that would probably go against the Democrats. And so that was the back and forth there. And then so I'm going, am I right? Am I, what's going on with this? What can act, what's the parliamentary procedure on all of this for real? I mean, what's the information? Thank God, last night during Lawrence O'Donnell's A Block, he uh-huh. detailed everything that I was saying on Friday. Not because I wrote it, but because he just happened to observe the same oh, yeah. thing. Being an expert in the United no, States Senate, no, Lawrence O'Donnell. He got it from you. He yeah. got it from you. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd sure. like to think that Lawrence O'Donnell is cribbing all of his ideas from me, but nah, you know, not and really. And but let's honestly, let's think about this again from what I like to think is a common sense level. Yeah, somebody screwed up. Mm-hmm. Somebody shouldn't. They shouldn't have put the thing in there, and we wouldn't be having this fight yeah. and then you start to have the fight and then there's a technical detail that somebody gets wrong and then you argue about that i mean what a waste of human energy this yeah. is yeah. when when they should have just been separate in the first place that's right play by you know it, what i can't believe the democrats didn't have somebody uh, who said oh by the way uh, what we're talking about doing here is against the rules maybe we ought to consider a different a different way to go mm-hmm. uh, they didn't catch that mistake yeah uh, and and now we're fighting over it and and now we're in it because of that mistake and we're fighting over it. we're in a no-win situation here because now as you said the democrats will be well the democrats uh, took the uh, minimum wage increase out of the covid relief bill which makes the democrats look bad and and it makes it look like the democrats are against uh, the raising the minimum wage and none of that would have happened <laughs> if they hadn't put them together in the first place that's, exactly that's the right. stupid part of this we have to we have to be the grown-ups in the room and that starts with maybe checking our work before we put it out there and then what happens you know what happens after that buzz is it gets to be around 2022 and the midterms and all of those same red roses are going hey you idiots should have passed the 15 dollars minimum wage in that covid relief bill because now the american people are going to want it and you didn't do it so you you fail and guess what the republicans are going to win now and no oh god from from andrew cuomo from andrew cuomo to including uh, the minimum wage in the covid relief bill uh, we're we're not quite getting it right. We yeah. don't have the luxury. We do not have the luxury of not quite getting it right. We have serious work to do, and a mm-hmm. lot of it. And we're we're making great progress, but we're barely getting started. That's right. There is there there's so much to do. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, ending the filibuster will also make it uh, much easier for us to expand voting rights and to clean up government, to clean up elections. Uh, and we can only do that probably if we, if we, uh, unless we uh, kill the filibuster. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's an absolute priority. And again, I urge everybody listening to contact your lawmakers, uh, representatives in Washington uh, and senators 
and Republican or Democrat and let them know in no uncertain terms that it is time to end the filibuster so that we can make the progress that Democrats promised. And there's another aspect to all of this, too. This is the other controversial thing about this. It's a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. You know how much the stimulus was, the total estimated uh, cost of the stimulus in 2009? It was $800 billion. And, that and was you know good. what else? What's that? The, the Republicans had no trouble uh, giving a, a more than two million, a two billion. Uh, I'm sorry, two trillion dollar tax cut. That's right. Uh, they had no problem with a two trillion dollar tax cut, uh, which mostly benefited the wealthy. They thought the U.S. could afford that two trillion dollars, but can't afford, shouldn't spend nearly two trillion on uh, COVID and yeah. and uh, the, its effects on the economy. That's insane. That's right. insane. And we need to, as Democrats and progressives, call that out. Yep. Well, the same people who are whining about the minimum wage and why, you know, why is Biden letting the parliamentarian make all these decisions? Well, because they're the rules. Uh, Yeah. The same people who are whining about that are whining about the fact that the stimulus contains these $1,400 checks and not the $2,000 checks. And that Biden Biden let us all down. And so Biden's going to screw us all for the midterms. That's the talking point that's out there. And it's ridiculous. that, that, That gets us back into and and it's a also an important subject i think is our second priority as progressives is fighting disinformation yes which i think requires uh, uh a bureaucratic assault on 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 twitter and facebook and google That's i think right. i think i think i think there needs to be a, a severe crackdown yeah on those sorts of social media which are responsible for transmitting and spreading all this disinformation and and uh, it, let me just grab this opportunity to point out another failure on our parts uh yeah i'll tell us i'll tell you what we did wrong uh we we again it's education uh, people are saying why can't uh, kamala harris or biden override the parliamentarian if we had taught robert's rules of order in school as we should have as part of uh, that citizenship mm-hmm. class i keep preaching about uh <laughs> w- then they would know the answer to that and wouldn't have to ask such a stupid divisive question <laughs> that's right or you know what you know what they could have taught is chess that's all it would take because a lot of these things are we're talking about chess moves here i'm not talking about the uh you know the metaphor of the four-layer chess or whatever the star trek metaphor i'm just talking about regular old chess you have to anticipate the moves that are four or five moves down the pike that's the whole name of the game when it comes to chess any of you saw yeah. the queen's gambit that was the entire thing um but in this case with the two thousand dollar checks the word is going around and this is mostly once again in the red rose progressive circles they all by the way red rose means they all have red roses in their profiles on twitter they've used oh, that see. they've used that emoji oh, as, as sort of their spot them yeah. <laughs> exactly right i mean you've got red hats and now you've got red roses it's and- how you spot the blind date who's going to make you miserable <laughs> Exactly right. Well, so there's one Red Roses screaming yesterday on Twitter. Dems decreased the $2,000 checks to $1,400 under the guise of bipartisanship and got zero Republican votes. Nope, that's not exactly what happened because... Joe Biden never promised $2,000 checks. And so I replied to this guy with the Snopes debunking of all of this, where Snopes uh, evaluation of this claim that Joe Biden is reneging on a promise is mostly false. That was the Snopes. And so I I included the link and I said, here's the word from Snopes because $600 checks were already being distributed by the time Biden and the others entered office. The addition of $1,400 checks would fulfill the campaign promise of $2,000 per person COVID-19 and, stimulus payments. And, and again, why why are we arguing about this when uh, the, the more frightening disinformation concerns what happened on January 6th at the Capitol? That's right. Uh, they're rewriting, uh, conservatives are trying to rewrite what happened that day. They're trying to change yeah. history. And you know what? They're succeeding. We must crush that. I, again, our two, our two top priorities as progressives are uh, to, to f- get on the case with uh, voter suppression, with uh, to, to expand voting rights. We need to be pushing to expand voting rights. And Mm -hmm. secondly, we need to be pushing for restrictions that will vastly reduce, if not eliminate, the spread of this ridiculous disinformation and rewriting of history. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a, a Biden, whether it was a 2000 or a 1400, 
hey, why are we even arguing about this? Uh, it's it's wrong. It's disinformation. And yes, it needs to be batted down. Mm-hmm. But there are bigger lies they're getting away with in the meantime. That's right. Uh, that, af- that affect uh, the, the future of this democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to do something about that. We need to contact our lawmakers about both voting rights and disinformation. Yeah, I want to get into voting rights in the next segment. But just to put a button on the end of this conversation yes. with regard to the COVID relief bill, here's the thing. If voters are going into the voting booth in 2022 in those midterms and they're voting based on a misunderstanding of 600 plus 1400 equals 2000, if they're if they're missing out on that math, because Joe Biden, by the way, did promise that six hundred dollars was a down payment toward Uh the 2000. I remember the words promised that in many speeches, December into January. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened in the real world. But if we're going into the voting booth, if voters are going to the voting booth, not understanding 600 plus 1400 equals 2000 right we are in much bigger trouble than i yeah. could have ever possibly anticipated and we are. yes and we are because disinformation is winning whenever i uh, cite snopes in a disagreement online uh, the response i get is oh yeah, yeah that's fake news you can't you can't believe <laughs> that's right i was you here you can't believe snopes uh, yeah. because disinformation is winning the day mm-hmm. disinformation is winning information facts are losing yeah and these weren't red hats by the way in the replies under this thread that i did last night about snopes and the two thousand dollar check so i'm hearing from progressives and whether red roses or not i was hearing from progressives are going well you know snopes was really showing its age i mean i disagree with that ruling and it's like no these this is the fact check we have to rely on the referees even sometimes when it's painful to do so yes i would love to see two thousand dollar checks go out that'd be wonderful but this is the reality of the situation. The $2,000, everyone's getting $2,000. It's just separated in increments of $600 and $1,400. It's just, oh, it's so immensely frustrating. Let's, because, let's, I mean, I, I just I wanted to add this that I, I feel like people are completely losing sight. So yes, you're going to punish, yes. we're going to punish the Democrats because it was uh-huh. $1,400 and not $2,000. And we're going to punish the Democrats. What, by electing more fucking red hats to Congress? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? If that's the rationale, we are in deep fucking shit. We are. And, we are. and that's coming from people on the left, much less people in the middle or people on the center right. Uh, it's, uh, and and, it, and it's, it's, it's disinformation mm-hmm. that, that's allowing that to happen. Uh, the spread of that and people become convinced that it's true. And then they take that belief into the voting booth instead of facts. That's right. And that's where we are. So that's why... I think we should put blue roses in our profile. <laughs> there you go. We all need our own different colored hats. I think that's, that's right. exactly what we need. So we're going to be talking about what's happening in Georgia and what's happening in the Supreme Court as far as voting rights here in just a second. But before we do that, if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, consider our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp seeks to provide professional help with ease. It's not a crisis line. This is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours, connecting in a safe, private online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever works for you. Anything you share is confidential, and if you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and free to switch. BetterHelp says they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health go to betterhelp that's h-e-l-p.com slash sexy liberal and receive 10 percent off your first month betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal thank you the bob seska show new favorites here on the show this is divided heaven song called the white rose dividedheaven.com to support these guys 
amazing stuff. We had one of their tracks, uh, when was it? January, I think it was. So good. So Love now it's white. So now it's white roses. White roses. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> exactly. you, you, did, you, you didn't tell me there was going to be rock and roll. <laughs> I, I I put a, I put on my skateboard helmet while that was playing. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I know you know I love that. I do love that. Yeah, it's really really great stuff. Uh, again, dividedheaven.com, bobseska.com slash music. If you want to submit your songs to the show, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, by the way, brand new indie music countdown from Sunday. If you, in case Yay. you missed it, yes. you, you want to hear some great music. Uh, we had fourteen songs from last month, including uh, my friend Tim Pinello who did a remix of a Yes song. With the cooperation of Yes, this is a great track. It's a, a remix of Long Distance Runaround on there. Uh, a new Dave Moulter in there. What a really long song, but it's a masterpiece by Dave Moulter. And, of course, new Freak Bass in there, too. Just a lot of great stuff in the Indie Music Consistently, Countdown. consistently the best show of music you've never heard. Yeah, there you go. Thank it, you very it, much. It, it really is. I mean, I really urge people to listen to the show. I personally enjoy this program. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, the music is just fantastic. I just as I enjoy the songs coming out of the, the stop sets, you know, the, the commercial break sets yeah. on the show. Yeah, you know, I was so pleased because as I went into the whole indie music thing a couple of years ago, Buzz, I was concerned yes. that I was going to get a lot of submissions of people who just set up like a boom box in the corner of their garage and recorded their rehearsal or something what, like that. What's funny about that is a lot of people expect that from podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of podcasts deliver on that expectation. Right, right. Absolutely. Both are true. Both are but, true. Uh, I, you know, I was blown away by the fact that I'm getting a lot of music that you could absolutely hear on the radio. You'd hear mm-hmm. you should, it should be in the top 100 on Spotify. If, if radio were still an industry, uh, yeah. these songs would be huge, <laughs> huge hits. That's exactly right. <laughs> and okay. they should be. Buy them. Well, let's uh, get into uh, voting rights here because uh, yes. lots of uh, interesting things happening over the past uh, couple of days here. First of all, the Voting Rights Act is before the Supreme Court right now, and uh, Ari Berman reported that Justice Barrett has asked the GOP lawyer, Michael Carvin, in mm-hmm. this Arizona case, why is the RNC in this case? And then Carvin admits striking down restrictions on voting, quote, puts us at a competitive disadvantage relative to the Democrats. Another example of Republicans saying the quiet part out loud. So the reason the RNC is in on this is because if the Voting Rights Act is upheld by the Supreme Court, then it's bad for Republicans. I mean, that's right. the entire we've motivation it, right there. We've said, it, we've said it before on this show right here. Uh, they can't win on the issues anymore. That's they right. cannot win on the issues anymore. They don't have the votes for it. Uh, they, they, it's just, it's gerrymandering, which is expanded. It's mm-hmm. uh, gerrymandering expanded in uh, at least four states uh, in recent months. And, and I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's lo- state and local officials who are Trumpists, who are uh, yeah. Trumpublicans. Uh, they are, they, they, they believe the big lie that mm-hmm. the election was stolen and they believe that something needs to be done about that. And uh, it, now it's 34 states, at least 33 states have have uh, drawn up, Republicans have drawn up uh, over 165 bills to restrict voting just since January 1st. Jesus. 165 bills in uh, nearly three dozen states to restrict voting just since the first of the year. Gee, I wonder who inspired that. Stephen Maisie from The Economist reported on the uh, proceedings in the Supreme Court. He said, Roberts, Kavanaugh, and Barrett seem to be the swing cohort based on their questions, but two of the three, at least, seem more inclined to impose a tougher standard for proving discrimination. That means a probable five-ish to four vote weakening the Voting Rights Act. So mm-hmm. yet another cut. I mean, we already saw restrictions. And again, yeah. Who's responsible for that? Again, Trump uh, <clears throat> appointed a conservative Supreme Court. That's right. Uh, it, it was Trump who <clears throat> promoted the big lie that's now inspiring uh uh, over 165 new laws to restrict voting, to make it That's harder right. to vote. Yes. Uh, and, and and states control the elections. And that is why the other thing we have to do as progressives, uh, first things first, you know, the, the two things I mentioned earlier, but right after that, uh, start focusing on your state-level 
uh, for that matter, uh, city and county level mm-hmm. uh, races uh, for 2022 and 2024. Uh, these are must wins uh, because we this is what we're up against. And, and we've got to overcome all the, the cheating that Republicans have to do to win because they cannot win on the issues. Republicans do not want you to vote. That's right. the entire Period. motivating factor between behind voter ID. Republicans do better if they're disenfranchised Americans from Absolutely. the basic cornerstone of democracy, which is our and vote. I, and I, and here's how we, you and I, and 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 other progressives have been sleeping on the job. They've this has been the Republican uh, mode of operation uh, since the 1980s. That's right. They, they since the, they've and this is not clearly not the first time they've said the what what some people have called the quiet part out loud. <laughs> they've been saying out loud for some time yeah. that their goal is to get fewer people voting. Mm -hmm. And my proposal to the Democratic Party, to activists across the board, the way we defeat the Republican, the way we defeat the Red Hats and Trumpism is to simply outnumber them at polling places. They don't want us to turn out to vote. Very clearly, they're they're jumping through all kinds of hoops to make sure we don't vote. So let's actually go out and vote more often than they do. I think that's the key. And you and I both leaned on that very hard uh, coming up to the 2020 election uh you know that we but and it remains important but it's really just one tool in our tool chest uh ending voting suppression getting hr1 passed at the national level and and defeating uh, local trump republicans Mm -hmm. uh, at the the state and local level uh and and working at, at our state levels to open up voting laws That's to right. expand voting uh, and and to fight this trend of 165 laws to make it harder to vote. We want to make it easier to vote. Everybody should vote, and it should be easy to do. Uh, Republicans are trying to, even in some cases, pushing for single-day voting. One day. That's mm-hmm. all you get. That's right. Uh, this is... And and this only works to their advantage for exactly the reasons we've outlined here. Uh, but but uh, voting, uh, turning out massive numbers, we must continue to do. But it's only one of the tools in our tool chest. The, the others have to do with fighting gerrymandering and, and voter suppression and uh, voter ID laws and single-day voting and restrictions on mail-in voting and restrictions on drop-off boxes. Uh, these are the things we need to be fighting and fighting hard. We need to be calling and writing and hanging out at our lawmakers' offices mm-hmm. Uh, that's how important this is. Yeah, and a great example of what you exactly what you're talking about, Buzz, is this bill that's being proposed in the Georgia House, which would mm-hmm. restrict drop boxes, require more ID for absentee voting, right, right, limit right. weekend early voting days. That passed oh. through the Georgia House. Yeah, uh, and clearly racial, clearly racial, because one of the yes. things they want to do is that I, I forgot what they call the Sunday, but uh, the, the uh, Sunday prior to election when uh, black churches uh, register mm-hmm. people to vote and that sort of thing. Uh, by by killing weekend voting, what a coincidence! We just happened to be shutting down black voter registration. Oh, we didn't even notice that we were doing that. Oh, yeah. yes, you did. That's the purpose of it. That's why it's illegal and unconstitutional. And and again, this is the sort of thing that you would fight in court. The trouble is, we're losing the court cases too. Mm-hmm. Again, thanks to hello Trump, uh, who appointed all these conservative judges. Jesus. It's getting it's it's one of the hardest things. One of the hardest jobs in America right now is to be a voting rights attorney. Yeah, because you're not going to win in mm-hmm. most cases. Uh, and and uh, so Biden, thankfully, has gone to work. I mean, the man is so busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah fortunate, fortunately, he has people. <laughs> but uh, the, what the Biden administration is working on now, uh, their sort of next move is uh, selecting judges, yeah. selecting progressive judges. Let's mm-hmm. not even... You know, let's let's just drop all pretense here. Yeah. Let's get some progressive judges. Uh, you know, uh, it, of course, we want them to be we want them to be legally educated. We want them to be <laughs> fair. But mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, the the thumb has been the Republican thumb has been on that scale yeah. for years now, and uh, uh, Trump pressed it even harder. Uh, it's time to push back. We've got to get balance back in the courts. Absolutely. And then there's another uh, aspect to all this, too, in Georgia in particular, where in the Senate, there was a committee that voted on Monday to end no-excuse absentee voting. So this was a feature of this past Mm -hmm. year with COVID and everything like that, where you could vote absentee without an excuse. You didn't need to say, well, you know, I'm sick or I couldn't make it or whatever. And the absentee voting expands mail-in voting. The no-excuse absentee voting expands the ability to vote by mail. And that's something, again, 
That's yeah. it should be as easy as getting drive through at McDonald's. And, easier than and, that to participate in an election. And that's part of the big lie, a stolen election argument. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, these uh, these places change their laws. These states change their voting laws, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's how Democrats uh, allegedly cheated in the 2020 election uh, the, the, because they changed their voting laws. Oh, we changed any changes that were made were done legally, and it was done because of the pandemic. You don't think it's okay that we make changes for the pandemic? <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> it's staggering. What, you know and. And why doesn't anyone say that? You yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I we, we need to be getting that message out there, too, I think. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of walking and chewing gum at the same time. I think we can do it. We should be able to do it. I mean, here's, Republicans love to pass legislation to solve imaginary problems. I mean, how many uh, bills have passed through a Republican Congress or a Republican Statehouse based on James O'Keefe prank videos? How many times has there <laughs> been a Project Veritas video in which... Something happens. We'll go back to the very first big one, which was the acorn one, which turned out to be absolutely false. It was a fake video. They selectively edited it. They made it look like someone was guilty when they really weren't guilty. You know what happened as a consequence of that? Congress voted to defund acorn and they succeeded. Acorn no Mm -hmm. longer exists today because of a fake video fake it wasn't even Dis- real this is what they do they disinformation won again and yeah. lies yeah. You know, we know lies spread faster and catch on faster than the truth it mm-hmm. is and always has been an uphill battle it's the, the hill has gotten steeper yeah. in recent years and we've got to fight harder and climb harder and again pressure our lawmakers to crack down on social media mm-hmm. so that uh, we can restrict the spread of this disinformation that is killing democracy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's painful sometimes to look at it. Absolutely true. When there's a new James O'Keefe video that drops or there's some new uh, right-wing talking point on Fox News Channel, it's painful to hear it. It's painful to look at it. It's painful to imagine how that uh, manifests into something bigger. They are now passing restrictions on voting, disenfranchising uh, black voters. Voters, disenfranchising Democrats across the board, openly. based uh, yeah, openly based on debunked conspiracy theories from a known con man named Donald because, Trump, and because people are ignorant, because people yeah. are not yeah. well educated, because we've allowed this to happen, we're in a real mess right now, and the the it's our own fault. Mm-hmm. It's our own fault for uh, taking our eye off the ball of education, especially as it concerns citizenship and, yeah. and just knowing you're going to, you're going to believe disinformation if you don't already know the truth. Mm-hmm. That's why we need people to know the truth before the disinformation can be allowed in. Well, I've got some uh, positive news after all of this uh, complaining. We Good. just did buzz. I've got some positive, a, a Biden cabinet secretary follows me on Twitter and I Whoa. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Uh, this is, I'm this is, proud. yeah, and I, I'm going to have that announcement as, in terms of who exactly that is uh, right after we talk about the New Ooh. Deal shop. We are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. While we're nearing the finish line for this brutal pandemic, getting there means staying safe. For the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we're flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. Right now, the New Deal shop has FDA-authorized N95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website. They're listed in the United States by the NPPTL and provide the most significant level of protection. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized N95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com. TheNewDealShop.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. This show is uh, nothing if not international. This is uh, Pasha Black, 
song called Lonely Fish from the Lookalike Stream. Pasha Black from Kiev, Ukraine. Of course. So there are people in Ukraine listening to this show. That still blows me away. I will never get used to the and international week, nature of podcasting. Yeah. And and this week Biden gave him more tools to stave off Russia. So that's <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, they give we give to them, they give to us. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Reverbnation.com slash Pasha Black. That's P-A-S-H-A Black, the traditional spelling of black in there. Okay, uh, let's see what else here. Oh, yeah, a Biden cabinet secretary follows me on Twitter. Uh, the Senate wow. voted 64 to 35 to confirm Jennifer Granholm as the secretary of the Department of Energy. We, uh, mm-hmm. Kimberly and I talked about this the other day uh, on the after party. Right. Uh, because, because, of course, Jennifer Granholm follows me on Twitter, which is... <laughs> It was completely unprompted. I'm proud to say that she just, uh, it was uh, maybe a year or two ago, she just started following That's, me out of the blue. And Wow, a year or two ago. Oh, yeah, so this didn't, yeah. this isn't just something you scooped up. <laughs> no, this, this, no. This, wow, well, I'm very impressed. Uh, you know, she's she's the kind of person we need in government, a she lawyer, is, educator, yeah. author. She, I mean, she was one of my favorites for president, uh, to run for president. It turns out that she, she was born in Canada, though, so she wasn't yeah. <laughs> for president. But she can be a cabinet secretary. This is great. And not only is she a cabinet secretary, she's a cabinet secretary at the Department of Energy, which is right near where I live. It's like right next door. It's I know exactly mm. where it is. And I explained on Friday's After Party Buzz, why is the Department of Energy this far outside the city? If, if I were Kimberly, I would be asking that same question. <laughs> First, first Jennifer Granholm follows you like a year and a half ago. Now the Department of Energy is a stone's throw from your house. I shut up. We'll cut this part out. Well, here's the thing: the, the Department of Energy is located way outside of the uh, city of Washington uh-huh. D.C. Um, because they wanted to put the Department of Energy outside the blast radius of a nuclear attack. So Makes that's what I mean. So I take comfort in that because yes. that means my house is outside the blast radius of an attack on Washington D.C. So that, that also deserves very applause, happy about. That. Bob is safe, America. <laughs> Bob reports in safe from the imaginary nuclear attack on Washington, D.C. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, so that was a a bit of uh, fun news. I was glad to see that. Makes me feel more important than I am. Keep an eye on this, Kimberly. (laughs) Keep an eye on this. (laughs) That's right. I'm so screwed now. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, it's a new era where we can now... We can now get tough on Russia. Thank fucking God. We got new sanctions on Russia. No more Putin fluffers in the White House. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Biden has imposed sanctions over the Navalny, or the treatment of uh, Navalny and Russia, which is just uh, an absolute human rights atrocity, what they're doing to this guy. And this is the best way to counterattack any of this stuff. You got to put pressure on Russia. You got to make sure that they know that they can't get away with crap like this. And the best they, way to the best they, way to get them get, is on the economy, on their economy, which is right. Yeah, they need they absolutely need to pay a price for that and be yeah. called out for it. And uh, those were two things that the Trump uh, White House was unwilling or unable to mm. do. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, uh, just a couple of words about uh, CPAC here. You know, I watched uh, Trump's speech at CPAC, <laughs> and ultimately, yeah. here, I mean, here's all I have to say about it: okay. yawn, snooze, boring. It was just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you waste. I'm applauding everything today. I'm sorry you. you I'm sorry you. You wasted your time with that. I. You know. I mean. My, my attitude. You know. It's always been. Uh, wait. Wait for the highlight reel. You know. Wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I. And so that's what I did. And uh, you know, it was just more of the same. And you knew going in, it was yeah. going to be more of the same. And uh, it. It's. It's scary. It's not to be completely ignored because uh, it, it in some way represents a very real threat. Uh, the division we were hoping for in the Republican Party, as it turns out, it's a, a, a very big side against a very, 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 very small side, and the mm-hmm. big side is the Trump side. Right. Uh, that It's still there. It's still with us. It's not defeated yet. Uh, and, and as I said, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm less ashamed of saying this because of the racism yeah, uh, because of the deaths that occurred in the Trump administration, and because of the blind support that that Trump gets from politicians and from voters, mm-hmm. uh, I, I see I'm seeing less difference every day between 
the the Republican Party, the GOP, and the the Nazi Party, or That's right. or, or as I started calling them, the American Nazi Party. Mm-hmm. That's uh, exactly right. And 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 really, I mean, you look at the symbolism, you listen to the words, you look at the actions, and and again, this is you know, okay, fine, pay no attention to what they say, uh, look at what they do. Mm-hmm. It's horrific. It's horrific. And uh, whether it's kids in cages or. Uh, voter suppression, uh, blacks, uh, there are Aryans, uh, you know, outspoken Aryans among uh, that that Trump Republican voter base now. It's an incredibly racist party. And it's it's us versus the Nazis at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's that serious. It's that threatening. And people by the hundreds of thousands have died in this pandemic. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 it can only get worse if we allow it. Uh, so we must continue to crush that. They're somewhere between the Nazis and Al-Qaeda. I mean, because really there's a terrorist wing to the the Republican Party now. They have their own terrorist armies. And I say armies plural. Remember those Bin Laden videos that he used to send out after oh, yeah. 9-11? Every, oh, yeah. every once in a while we go, oh, new Bin Laden video. Let's check out what I've Bin Laden said. I've got the, got the box set. Yeah. <laughs> I, absolutely. I've got it on VHS. I haven't upgraded uh, to uh, Blu-ray yet. No uh, but, you know, our domestic bin Laden recorded a new, new video on Sunday. So he was uh-huh. actually, he was giving marching orders to yes. his domestic army of terrorists. That's what Donald Trump was doing. In fact, he presented a list of all the Republicans. He read the list uh-huh. out loud right there on the stage at CPAC. All the Republicans who voted against him. This was 1,000% a target list. He's literally oh, yeah. trying to oh, cancel yeah. all of these Republicans. This was a CPAC yep. all about uh, counterattacking cancel culture. That was the whole theme uh-huh. of CPAC. That was the theme this year, right. So yeah. what does Donald Trump do right in the middle of a speech, right in the belly of his ridiculous, boring speech? Cancel a bunch of Republicans. That's exactly what he did. But it was the it was wasn't just let's make sure they they're no longer working anymore. Or let's make sure they no longer have a voice anymore. This is literally like telling his proud boys and and the oath keepers and all the rest of these groups. Here's your next target. Here's the guys and, and women that you go after now. Right. And not just in a sense of, of replacing them in a primary, but literally attacking them physically, attacking their offices, uh, terrorist attacks, physical yes. threats, assassination attempts. This well, is he what had no this trouble. Is, he had no trouble inspiring the insurrection at the Capitol, so he has right. no trouble with this. And and likewise, much of the speech focused on immigration. Uh, mm-hmm. He's back to that again. Yeah. Uh, that's again going to be his theme. And is there a, a more racist position than his on immigration? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and and uh, so uh, real physical harm can come of that as well mm-hmm. uh, as the handful of Republicans he's targeted. And I'm sure Christopher Ray also has a target on his back because oh, he sure. was testifying before Congress. I believe it was yesterday or even today. I think I forget exactly what day it was. Today, but today. yeah, I've lost track. I don't. What day is it even? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> uh, he was saying there was no evidence that there were. Fake Trump supporters or Antifa or whatever the fuck right, uh, involved right. in the siege at the Capitol on January 6th. So there was nothing yeah, like he, that. This is all con- he, ridiculous he, conspiracy theory. He hammered that down with a sledgehammer. He <laughs> he, he he made that crystal clear yeah, that yeah. Antifa was not part of the Capitol siege. And this is another bit of breaking news that we had on Friday's after party. For those of you who aren't subscribed, uh, the acting U.S. Capitol Police Chief Yogananda Pittman warned that the same groups involved in the January 6th insurrection want to, quote, blow up the Capitol and kill as many members as possible during Biden's first official address to Congress. So this would be Mm -hmm. the uh, State of the Union-ish joint session address that's going to be happening that normally happens at the beginning of an administration. And uh, during a House Appropriations Subcommittee hearing on the uh, the right at the Capitol, Pittman told lawmakers that over 10,000 pro-Trump rioters came onto the Capitol grounds and that more than 800 of them ended up breaching the building 800 uh you know how many that is generally the size of an army regiment that's how many people right. an army regiment oh, traditionally yeah. is about mm. about a thousand men give or take 800 of them got into the capitol building so i think there's a good uh, measure in terms of what yeah, the nature learned, of this invasion was we learned today that they planned to attack from uh, like a half dozen different directions a half dozen different entrances was oh, was God. part of was part of the plan yeah uh, it, it is exactly what it appeared to be it was an armed insurrection against the government of the united states mm-hmm. and uh, i know that there are over 300 people have been charged a couple of hundred more 
under investigation. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, this was a, a massive operation, and I'm sure they're just scratching the surface of that as well. That's right. Uh, well, it's terrifying what he can continue to inspire. Uh, you and the Goth Ninjas should have may have an interesting <laughs> show on Thursday uh, because that's the date that uh, QAnon believes that Donald Trump will actually finally become president again. Oh, that's uh, right. It's it's like the old Nostradamus predictions. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, March third. The right, world you know, will come to an end. <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday, and I was going to say that. It's like the people who predict the end of the world, and then the date comes, and they were wrong, and so they pick a new date, and they, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> uh, and I, will people ever catch on? I don't know. As dumb as we have allowed ourselves to become... Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure and catch the final season of the Kardashians, by the way. Uh, <laughs> as as dumb as we've allowed people to become, uh, this is what we get for it. We're paying for it now. Mm-hmm. We better get to work to fix it. Well, that's absolutely right. And, uh, I, you know, I think the thing that kept running through my head as I'm watching Trump the other day was, Jesus Christ, he should be in a spider hole somewhere, growing his beard really long like uh, Saddam Hussein did after the attack no. on Baghdad. If, mean, these charges, if these charges forge ahead uh, the, in Georgia, the charges against him there and in New York, uh, he may be in a spider hole soon. Boy, I really, really hope. That needs to be the outcome here. We need to show that this is no longer, this is not how we behave in a democracy. Right. This is not acceptable. Uh, not acceptable in any fucking way. Okay, so uh, the postmortem show is coming up next right here as soon as the uh, this music here stops playing. We keep on talking. We put it on our Patreon page. It's about t- uh, 15, 20 minutes or so of uh, additional uh, content for you. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Show. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get two postmortem shows every week. You don't get the full taste of an entire uh, podcast here unless you've heard the last 20 minutes on the postmortem show. So again, that's on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show. And you know what? I was about to... Uh, <laughs> I was about to instinctively promote Buzz Burbank news and comment. Oh, go back and li- they're all still there. You know, you, you want to relive the olden days, uh, <laughs> by right. all means, check them out. I know everyone's lining up to recapture the glory days of the past four years. <laughs> sure. Who, who doesn't want to hear that all over again right now? So, I mean, let's let's see. We'll, we'll, let's, we'll promote your Twitter. It's uh, at Michael J. Elston on, on Twitter. So make sure that to follow correct. Buzz on Twitter. And on Facebook, I, I don't know the actual Facebook address. Do you remember what that uh, is? I think it's Michael J. Elston, only with spaces. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea what my Facebook uh, address is. I think, there's a, I think there's a number seven somewhere in mine. <laughs> of course there is. No idea. That's because you're lucky. Okay, post-mortem show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.